Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You guys take it from a guy who knows what it's like to pull a half pound out of a woman's vagina. I average a triple double against the black community. How was he packing? I assume he was uncut, right? Chase Two's a Tinderoni. Welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, once again, your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Thank you for being a fan, a subscriber, a listener, all of the above. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. As the Golden Girls theme song said. Uh, As always, I give you the ways that you can get a hold of us if you'd like to. A lot of good comments, a lot of good uh, interaction with the fans. We love that. So I want to make sure that you guys have the availability to do so. And you do that either via email. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address where you can reach any and all of us here on the show. Uh, You can also leave us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS is the number to dial. As always, I implore you to like our Facebook page. A lot of posting going on there that you're not going to know what we're talking about if you're not on our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. And if you're an Apple person, if you're not, just make an iTunes account. Go on there, subscribe to the show, rate the show, do everything you can do to help us there. Um, joining me now, as always, co-host of the program, Hoboken, New Jersey's very own Ed Daly. Ed, how you doing? Hey, I have two things. First, uh, I, I, I just wanted to point out, and it'll probably be discussed ad nauseum. I like, how about uh, Marriott going with the, ah, she liked it defense with uh, Aaron Andrews today? Um, well, hold on. Wow. You're going to have to apprise me of that. But Marriott, the, the Mormon owned hotel chain that doesn't have any porn in the rooms, really trying to slut shame Aaron Andrews. Not cool. Hold on. You can, you can apprise me of that in a second. Yeah. But first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we should get, we should get to the meat of the show. Special guest this week, regular guest, nay, I say, best friend of the Baller Lifestyle podcast, someone that. All of the listeners love. Of course, I'm talking about Jason Stewart joining us today. Jason, how are you, my friend? Hey, Jason. Greetings. Awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, so, uh, by the way. Did, you, did I, you see this this defense by Marriott? I mean, uh, wow. Okay, I know you want to get to this Marriott thing, Ed, but allow me to, to get my little snippet in. Uh, I went on another yes, get- popular podcast recently and the host made the mistake of saying that I, I have my own podcast. Wow. Mistakenly thinking that I'm one of the hosts of the Baller Lifestyle, and I was quick to interrupt because I'm not out to take any credit for anything. And I referred to myself, I don't I'm not on the podcast, but I'm a featured guest. Is that a 
Is that a yeah, safe remember, assumption? Remember yeah. season one? I feel like it was like season one of Happy Days. Fonzie wasn't actually part of the cast. Right. But like everybody loved him. And of course he was, he was part of the, the crew. Omar on the wire was supposed to only be a guest star. He was going to be there. He was going to get killed in the third episode. But yeah. people liked him. He resonated you're all, with people. You're our gay stick-up man. And and you know what? You know <laughs> you know why uh, why that is. I mean, I hate to you know I hate to give you too much industry here inside baseball, but as a featured guest, you know they 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 pay differently. SAG acknowledges you differently. The 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 SAG minimum is different. So to call somebody a featured guest, you're going to pay them less than the regular and more than just a guest star. That's yeah, right. L- let me know what the the co-star makes in industry terms because right. I'm I'm still trying to figure that one out. What about what about the host? Like, what's the host get paid? Because I want some of that like David <laughs> the lion's money. share, the right. lion's share, Brian. Right. <laughs> right. All right. You, you get what you what you're worth. Oh, but, yep. <laughs> there you go. Fair but, enough. Zero. But, but I've got a bigger thing. I mean, the there's the, it's indefensible the the Marriott thing. But I, I wanted to point out, Brian texted me this week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll exchange some ideas. And he texted me something, which is pretty much my favorite douchey line. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into politics because, you know, who gives a shit? We all have our opinions. But he wrote, that's what the mainstream media wants you to think. That's right. He threw that line. There's not, there's not one person that's used that line without sounding like a complete asshole. That's because true. Because it's like, yeah, I read this this blogger, and I'm enlightened. While you're just reading, like, you know, the Washington Post and New York Times, like they want you to think they want web clicks. They don't. They, I mean, they don't want me to think anything. But anytime, and it's conservatives, Hillary people, Bernie Sanders people. It doesn't matter. Everybody's got their blocker that they've locked onto, and you're like, that's what the mainstream that's media right. wants you to think, like. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm actually smart enough to just read things and have my own opinion. I read fair, fairness and accuracy and reporting. That's that's where I get my news from. (laughs) Everything's got an angle. Also, (laughs) the mainstream media doesn't report on any of the big chemtrails news. They don't they don't tell you about how that Malaysian flight 370 is actually intact on the island of Diego Garcia being is it Pedro Garcia? Diego Garcia be, being readied to become a dirty bomb somewhere. Like the real news isn't in the mainstream media, Ed. <laughs> that's what they want you to think. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Who's they? I Who's stand they? by that. I stand if you by look that. at every other stories about Trump why now, right now, why? Because it gets a billion clicks. That's right. Like John, John Oliver, as talented as he is, I bet he doubled his next uh, most viral video with this Trump. Rant. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, I that's had to, what gets clicked. That's why the, you see everything is about Trump. I had the John Oliver thing recorded and I had to and I hadn't watched it yet. And I had to like go offline to avoid it so I could watch it when I got home. Uh, my yeah, only it, my only complaint about it is I don't, it wasn't long enough. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he the, it the was 20, like 80 percent of the show. The 22 minute viral video. Yeah, 22 minutes. Yeah, he went he went wall to wall on that. It was pretty good. It was um, fucking brilliant, but yeah. it was yeah, it was long. Uh, so the, the apprise me of what's going on with Aaron Andrews, Ed, because well, she's well, just, just as a, t- today. Th- yes, the Marriott was like, well, listen, you 
your career has never been hotter since that incident. Like that was their defense. Like, oh right. my goodness. Yeah. We, we made it better for you. Yeah. They, they allowed some rando to call up the hotel and go, Hey, listen, three different hotels. Yeah. I need, I'm on my way in. I'm supposed to meet my niece, Aaron Andrews. Can you make sure I have the room directly next door to her, please? And they did it three times. Right. But also, aren't you supposed to, um, aren't you supposed to check in when you're famous like that? Aren't you supposed to check in under an assumed name? Yeah. Like I'm Aaron Burr or whatever. Like just pick a, pick a name. Mexico. Right. And by the yeah. way, I yes. I have the Knicks game in the background. Uh, John Lithgow was just shown. I'm not okay with how he looks right now. Well, I believe I'm just putting it out there. I believe he was a how fucking old is this guy? And when when uh, he was in Footloose, when he looked I don't he, know, 68 years old, he was like 38 years old. He looks more ancient and magical than the old guy in Gremlins. Yeah, he really yes. Yeah, he's. What about uh, Joel Gray, a.k.a. Chun? Yeah. <laughs> However, yeah. they just flashed Michael J. Fox and his wife. His wife, still looking pretty solid. Tracy Pollan banging. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he really dialed into that game early. Chose her over Courtney Cox on that show. Mm. Uh, okay. Let's, you guys, let's read some emails. Let's get into let's, the meat of this. I need a tight hour out of you guys let's, today. Let's okay? go. Let's go. All right. Plus, we got to get through all this cockamamie sports and news content to get to the real fucking meat of the show. And of course I'm talking about the bachelor. Oh yeah. Jason Stewart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let's, let's do the emails first. First, while you ballers were on vacay last week, not doing squats, not looking at men's legs and feet, enjoying toast and tea. I was studying episode 67. I like this when people go back into the catalog. What episode? Are we? I mean, that was that was a long time ago, right? Yeah, it was like 50 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> speaking of that, shout out to last week's guest, Lisa B. B. Island. She, I thought she did a fantastic job. If you haven't listened to episode 108, go back and check that out. Check out Lisa B., our guest from last week. She did an outstanding job. And, and I, I feel like I'm not the only person that learned about women getting sweated in their mouths. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. Yes, that was, that was news to me. Okay. I was studying episode 67. Your pet peeves are solid. Soul patch. Pish posh. Say about your Death Watch episode 101. This guy's really going through the catalog. I wanted to get in an early eulogy for Bob Barker. The way I remember it, the career path for models was penthouse pet to prices right showcase. All I know is Bob Barker and his probable business partner, Bob Guccione, helped <laughs> me become a man. Rip, Mr. Barker, but not until you are ready. That's from Andy in Denver. Uh, let's hope this. I, Bob Barker was, you know, I, you know, I may not like the mainstream media, Ed, but you know, because <laughs> you, you're enlightened. Yeah, that's you true. Figured it out, and you know, one of the ways I'm enlightened is I watch the local news, and I, everyone knows, I'm a channel Channel Seven eyewitness news guys. Jason Stewart, you're an LA guy. What, what's your local news? I go Channel 7 in the mornings. I really like Alicia Devaye. Oh, yeah. I'm a fan of hers, too. She's very compact. She's uh, she's not bad. Um, 
so I was watching my local eyewitness news the other day and there was old Bob Barker and you know, he, he takes up for the animals in town, but now he's got a new cause and it's all the broken sidewalks. And there he was out on the street. He's made it his cause. He's got the, he's got the city out there fixing all the sidewalks that are cracked. Now he's going more selfish because he's right, got to worry the, about broken hips. Well, yeah, because he walks around. I think he did take a spill. Uh, he walks around. He walks his animals around his neighborhood in Beverly Hills or wherever he lives. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take a different approach here. I think Bob Barker was kind of a piece of shit. Remember? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Remember his go-to move was having the chicks reach into his pocket and pull That's out true. dollars. That's true. Like that was that was way creepier than uh, what's his name Richard Dawson mouth Dick. raping the chicks on Family Feud. I mean, Dick Dawkins would full on tongue the mom and the grandma and the sister. Like if you were bringing <laughs> if you were bringing your wife on, right? He could he could go three generations of mouth raping. Yeah, he did not care. He he tongue right on. But, and you know, but you know I mean, gin can you imagine if uh, who is it? Drew Carey now. Yeah. If yeah, I mean, even though yeah, it's the middle of the day, if some guy was like, "Yeah, I'm having women pull dollar bills out yes. of my pocket," like it would be a national controversy immediately. It is pretty creepy. Now, Bob Barker, he's in his 90s. How many times would you say it's today is as we record this? Today is Tuesday. Yeah, touch and go. Whether he makes it till the airing of this. How show. many times would you say Bob Barker has had sex this week already? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the over on two and a half. He he, uh, I mean, he did have some talent, and then once the lawsuits happened, yeah. then the talent faded because yeah. the talent just you know aged. I'm, I'm pretty sure the talent's back though. I haven't seen it in a while. Okay, <clears throat> next I digress. Next email, ballers. Loved the episode with Lisa. She was a wonderful guest and delightful <laughs> listen. I was particularly fond of the conversation on meditation. It's a fascinating topic that I would love to learn more about. More importantly, though, hearing Ed stifle his laughs and calls of bullshit was spectacular. I could basically hear his eye rolls through the headphones, and I loved every second of it. Namaste, Zach in Denver. Ed Daly, you are, you are an enlightened man. You're an open-minded man in a lot of ways. You, were, you could not have possibly been rolling your eyes at the thought of self-betterment via mindfulness. Could you have? Well, <laughs> the answer is somewhere in between. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Because, you know, I'm of the school of thought. Whatever makes you breathe heavy, fine. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know... The the problem I, I I like Lisa and I genuinely find her funny on Twitter and social media and stuff. You know, it, knowing the tone of the show got got a little you know serious at a couple moments. Um, we do it all but, here, but for me, it's not eye rolling as much as like I've got buzzwords that I, I immediately like check out, like just main, start watching mainstream media. <laughs> Whether it's Bachelor or yes. Kardashians or right. somebody's talking about their religion, one time yes. we had some sort of religious person on. Yes, like I, I tend to just zone out. So I remember there was some talk of of uh, meditation, and instead of like eye rolling, like I just kind of checked out. Stop for listening. Can you guys 20, give me give me the twenty second uh, rundown of how Lisa B came to be? 
and what's her Twitter handle? No, 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 and no, 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 and what about no, her cans? No, 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 no. We did a whole show on this last <laughs> week, Jason. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna relive the show for you. Last <laughs> there week. are listeners listening right now that yeah, didn't they're, hear they're, the show last week. Their hashtag Team Current episode. They're gonna go back and listen to 108 if they haven't already, which I <laughs> yeah, would suggest you do as well. Yeah. The funny thing about podcasts is like you could just you know click a button yeah. and then you could figure out what happened in the previous. Yeah, All right. Obviously, obviously, I reached a sore subject here. So tell me how to find her on Twitter. She's uh, at Lisa Bizzle, Lisa underscore Bizzle on Twitter. She's fantastic. And while not, which she, we spoke for maybe 30 seconds about meditation. I, she's much more of a meditator than I am, but I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to get there. It's very helpful. It's very yeah. relaxing. And I, yeah. I would suggest it for everyone. And I'll send you some tech. There's a book that you should read. Set, set, settle down. I'll send you, I a, mean, I'll, I'll send you a link to this book I read. Uh, okay. Here's another one. Bros, if somebody hacked your Twitter account to like one tweet from an account, what would be the worst case scenario? A Ravel tweet? The Metamucil account? That's from our buddy Paul. Of course, he's referencing former Laker Kurt Rambis liking porno tweets <laughs> as an NBA head coach. I don't know. Like, I, For me, I would think it would be one of those real lame, like, fat Jew or like one of those ones that's just like really like stupid, like base level comedy. Like I, I would be yep. embarrassed very, if I like very punny, very punny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Puns only account. Do you, do you have one that you would find particularly embarrassing at? Um, yeah, my, my, my issue would be, well, I told you my worst nightmare actually came true when I woke up and I had a few messages from people going, "Hey, thanks for following." And I was like, "What? I didn't I didn't follow anyone." And it had followed like 250 people in the morning of people that yeah. follow me. Like Yeah, and you had to yeah. unfollow them. Yeah. Um, um Jason but, Stewart. Oh, yes, continue. But but I was going to say in terms of like liking a political tweet or something, that like to me the politics thing People are so angry, and let's be honest, we've all made up our minds 18 months ago. That's like, right. Without, without, you know, getting political, like, we all have our ideas, and you have your first, second, third, fourth choice by now. Like, there's no – anybody who's arguing with you is because they just yes. want their point of view. So I I really hate all politics discussion. Me too. I would, yes, a political here, – here's me. I, there's, there's a few subjects I'll never discuss. Politics, religion. Sports, because I don't care to convince you of what I believe, and I sure as fuck don't care what you think, and I don't, I don't want to be convinced of your opinions. Uh, Jason Stewart, your thoughts? Yes. If you were, if your Twitter were to be hacked, what could they possibly star or heart that would be that you would find the most embarrassing? Probably uh, liking anything that Magic Johnson tweets. <laughs> Right. <laughs> does he does he go real what's his move is it inspirational tweets um it's i mean you should just to entertain yourself get like a um get a bag of popcorn and read his timeline it it's some and it, i do give it credit in that you know magic does his own tweeting he doesn't have cool, anyone doing for it sure. for him that's that's a yeah. good thing the bad thing is that like he's so simple and obvious and he for a guy who played the game for so long, you, you'd think he would have Hall of Fame insight into things, and he'll be like, I'm really looking forward to the at Thunder playing the at Spurs tonight. Here's, here, I'll just give you one right here. 
the Magic Johnson Twitter is the Magic Johnson TV show of Twitter accounts. The Magic Hour. The, the Magic, Magic Hour. Hour. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, here, here's, um, here's one from Irvin Magic Johnson. Can you imagine watching OKC versus Golden State in a seven-game series? It would be this exciting every game. This <laughs> yeah. is what I'm hoping for. I, I mean, it would be cool if he was a little realer and he said, like, hey, I, dr- I average a triple-double against the black community when I have these shitty businesses rack up all kinds of dollar See, signs. now that, I mean, that's that would be edgy. Right. He's the opposite of edgy. Like, I remember um, back when I was working on the Jim Rump show, like, Kyle and Branton, Alvin and I would, like, laugh at some of the things he would say. I remember one night after Game 6 of the NBA Finals, probably Lakers series, he said – and then he gets his huge bright eyes like he's going to say something really like insightful and transcendent. And it'll be like as good as it was here in game six. And trust me, I, I know what I'm talking about. Game seven's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Magic Johnson. He is. He's a treasure. My uh, my buddy loves to point out, I guess we, he was on like NBC when they used to have the game of the week. Yeah. And he, he loves to point out that he he said, uh, I don't know which athlete, but he goes, he took it to the rim with strong strength. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, the, the, the bigger question for me, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, is Magic Johnson. Has there any ever been anyone else who was diagnosed with HIV and then immediately gained 300 pounds? Yeah, fat AIDS. Yeah. Isn't it? Does, does it usually... Amazing. I know. I mean, he took the cheeseburger cure. Like, I'm not sure exactly what he, whatever he's done, it's working for him. Good for him. Okay, here's another one. Brian slash Ed, movie request. Please break down Caddyshack. While I'm on, Ed, any guess on who this email's from? Golf, golf. Golf. Uh, there's, there's no chance this is Reading Houston. Reading Houston. He loves golf. <laughs> Movie request. Please break down Caddyshack. While I'm only 27, Reading Houston also very much likes to sneak in a few humble brags. I would argue that being 27 yeah. is very much one of those. Yeah. How about catching a touchdown pass from, from Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck in the in the uh, Reliant Stadium. While I'm only 27, this was a crucial part of my adolescence and continues to impact my life in subconscious ways. Be the ball. I've heard lots of rumors about the making of this classic and would love to get some character analysis from Travis. With the Masters approaching, this is a perfect time to tee up the best comedy ever filmed. That's from that's best Reed in Houston, obviously. Uh, we're not going to do that movie. It's too good of a movie. It's not. Yeah, it's. I mean, except for the Irish chick. She's the worst. Her whole storyline. Oh, Danny. Maggie. Oh, Danny. Yeah. But I will say, it as much as that, that movie is discussed, I still think Ted Knight's performance is the most underrated. Like oh, yeah. that's that's oh, yeah. that's a top that's a top three comedic performance of all time. Oh, it's it's it, the rage. Oh, it's you so got nothing fantastic. and like it. Yeah, like he's he is, he's, he's so pissed off. He really, it really is a good performance. And it's one. It's you know we make fun of movies on this show. Actually, we're in talks. There could be another movie review coming up with the gang uh-huh. here. And it's, um, it's the stars are aligning for this movie. Just it's a, it's an amazing movie. Right, in time. there could be there could be a sequel or a remake coming too. So this might work out perfectly. Uh, but Caddyshack, we will not be breaking down well, Caddyshack. Can, can on I show. offer one thing to yes. to read? And I don't, I don't know how serious he is, but I will offer you some behind the scenes insight that nobody knows, and you never hear it 
brought up when Caddyshack is talked about. <laughs> Did you know that Bill Murray improved all of his scenes? <laughs> I hadn't heard that mentioned. <laughs> really? Yeah. When yeah. did they? What? I mean, it would be cool if they would have brought that up once or twice. I did. It's that movie's actually a good watch. With the, I don't know if people still do this. I used to do it back when DVDs were a thing. I would watch the movie and I would watch it with the director's commentary oh, I on. Oh, I, I love that stuff. And Harold Ramis. That was the first movie he ever directed, and he was a real rube. And you hear this a lot from movie directors. You think these guys are like real auteurs, and they're like, all right. I know how to direct a movie. And Harold Ramis got on set and he's like, uh, okay, well, let's just put the camera here. And he didn't have any fucking, he was pointing the camera right directly into the sun. And, uh, he he had no idea what he was doing. It's like big glare. It's oh yeah. It's always interesting to me to, that you see these, what you think is a masterpiece. And really the guys putting it together, were just kind of like figuring it out as they went. It kind of gives you hope for yourself and you're chasing your dreams. And Uh, And Murray's brother wrote it. Was, That's or right. at least one of the writers. Yeah, which, Brian Doyle Murray, yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, so we will, sorry, Reed, we're not going to be doing your favorite golf movie, but you should yeah. watch it with the director's commentary. A, yeah, great movie, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Irish, Irish Chick is bad, Ted Maggie. Good. Well, and Maggie and Danny, Danny was in high school, but it, for some reason he was 37 years old and balding. Like, what, yeah, what, was, what was going on there? He had the island green going. Yeah, like he, was, <laughs> he really did. He was really losing it. Uh, okay, let's get into, we, like I said, we need a tight hour here. We got to get to the Bachelor stuff. Um, Ed Daly, it's time. What, what, what's going on in the world of sports? All right, after leading the Washington Nationals and homers and RBIs in 2014, shortstop Ian Desmond turned down a seven-year, $124 million offer to stay with the team. He had three straight seasons of 20 homers and 20 stolen bases. He also won his third straight Silver Slugger Award, joining Barry Larkin as the only shortstop in National League history to win that uh, three times in a row. Then this past season, he hit two thirty three and really stunk the joint up. But still, the Nats offered him a one-year $15.8 million qualifying offer, and he said, no, I'm going to hit free agency. Well, this week, Desmond signed a one-year, $8 million deal to play left field for the Rangers. Guys, excluding Benedict Arnold, has there ever been a guy who bet on themselves more and lost? Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I think there's a moral to this story in that it's always take the money. Cash is king. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, look in the mirror, Ian. You're Ian Desmond. You, I mean, your name's Ian. Like, yes. Okay, there are a lot of guys named Ian, but like, he, Ian Desmond's the most successful Ian. You're, you're not, you're not Derek Jeter. Like, it was only a matter of time before you reverted back to being Ian Desmond. Like, you, you, I get it. You were in it for a big payday, but you, you had your chance at the big payday, and it's gone. Uh, Jason Stewart, your thoughts? Ian Did Desmond. You know? have, you, have you, have you're a big baseball fan. Have you heard of this yeah. guy? Yeah, I mean, it's been like a kick to the balls for a lot of these free agents right. this year. And, like, there's something going on. And I, I hearken back to, like, 1987 when when the owners the collusion? Were, were sued and found guilty of collusion. Something's going on along those lines. Because a lot of these free agents are like, you know, what the what the hell's going on? Ian Desmond's a really good player who can't play a lick of defense. And now he, like is going to be an outfitter DH when he could have been playing on a first place nationals team and playing shortstop. And no, 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 he can't play shortstop though. I think they've, 
they because they have Daniel Murphy now, and then they they bump the second baseman to shortstop. Oh, so like, he's he going to play outfield for them as well. Yeah, yeah, and and somebody pointed out like you're the left fielder that hits twenty home runs. That's oh, a different payday close. than yeah, than sure. than than the shortstop that hits. Well, Andre Ethier hits twenty home runs. I was I was shocked to hear that he was offered that much money in 2014, yeah. but he was coming off a big year. That to me, something's going on with the MLB because like as there's a lot of examples of that. But did you know that Henry Winkler turned down the role of Danny Zuko in Greece? Wow. No. That reminds, that reminds me of a guy who bet on himself and lost. Right. Yeah, but I still think of the Fonz as cool. Yeah. You know. The Fonz is cool. Fonz, I, I, I prefer not to think of the Fonz as the song and dance, man. I mean, the Fonz, although he hung out in a diner bathroom and forcibly he's a bathroom attendant you can say it he forcibly mouth sexed high school girls on the regs we still look back at him and think he's a pretty cool dude he had a motorcycle dude had, dude had magical powers with a jukebox yeah also he was like five three yeah no but i love dude. i love i still love fonzie would yeah. that movie have done as well with Henry Winkler. No, and, I don't and, think so. Would, would we know no. who John Travolta is? No. Is that John, before or after Saturday Night Live? Well, John Travolta made that deal with Xenu. And when you do a deal with Xenu, that Xenu hooks you up. Look at Cruz. Look at Travolta. Kirstie Alley. The list goes on and on. There's more. Uh, so he for sure would have been a big star. Either way, Grease, one of the, it's such a horrible movie, um, but perfect for John Travolta who not only is good at dancing but seems to really enjoy doing it. I think I said I, 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 I think I said on this podcast once that the best acting job he ever did was being straight, acting yeah. like a straight guy. Yeah, 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 he still do. I have, I have a little story about Greece. Um yeah, let's hear about it. So when I when I used to go to Denmark for business right out of college, yeah, where a dude named Lars got in bed with you, uh, was it? I think it was Klaus. Klaus, naked Klaus. Yeah, I, I mean, mm. let's be honest, how, a naked dude got in bed with me. How was he packing? I assume he was uncut, right? You know, I I I don't I don't remember seeing substantial heat. So, dude, did he have a lot of bush? Like I feel like Klaus is uh, not I a mean, guy that trims up. No, no, certainly not. Yeah. But I feel like he was handsome, but yeah, I, yeah. I there was nothing substantial going on. Right. But anyway. Yeah, that's a bummer. So I was part of this like international trading program. Mm. And so you went over to Denmark for right. two two and a half weeks. Is this it, so you go it's like season two of the wire. You go over there and you like load the girls into the container, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first night, like before everything started, it was like, oh, one of the Danish guys is having a party at his apartment. Mm, and so that's, that's gay code, right? <laughs> well, I went with a couple of women, mm-hmm. you know, a chick from England and whatever. But I, 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 I did not come like walking into a, you know, a, a grab a pillow biter party. Yes. So uh, anyway, I walk in and immediately we walk into the apartment and they're playing Grease, like pumping, like no, stop it. the uh, the one stop the one it. that I want song. Stop like everybody's it. like, yeah. and it's a bunch of dudes like sitting around. And it's like, uh, 
what, what, what's happening here? And they're, they're, they know all the words. No. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I know I don't know the locals here, but I'm going to, I'm going to test my luck on Newendike Avenue or whatever the fuck these schools. Like I'm, I'm cool with not having the house party blasting uh, uh, summer loving. Wow, that is crazy, crazy. Yeah. So, so the the moral of the story is, I'm pretty sure every Danish man is gay. Well, just I'm just putting it out there. Klaus was because no no, sure. but there were there were like there were about 14 guys in this apartment. They were all like. And like of the program, there were seventeen guys, and fourteen of them were there, and all singing show tunes. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty that's high telling. percentage. That's more than just anecdotal evidence, yeah. there, Ed, for sure. Yeah, so I, I I rolled the dice with going outside to the neighborhood. Wow. Okay. Well, speaking of gay activities, what what's going on with the Minnesota Golden Gophers and their spit roasting? Yeah, so uh, on Friday evening, Minnesota Golden Gophers freshman Kevin Dorsey tweeted out two videos featuring a woman performing sex acts on him and another man. The next day, Dorsey and two other players, Nate Mason and Dupree McBrayer, were suspended for violation of team rules. Now, guys, I have two questions. One, considering Patino was mentored by his father, the most honorable man in college basketball, does it surprise you he finds himself in this mess? And number two, having a dude take video of you and another guy spit-roasting a girl is kind of gay, right? A little bit. Was there a third guy there? Or was it not? I thought this was a POV <laughs> well, situation. I, You know, I didn't watch the videos, but there they said that two guys were on video with a chick and three guys were suspended. And I just read like an update five minutes before we, we started that three guys have been suspended for the year. So they were all involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, on the one hand, I'm, I'm just glad we aren't privy to these vids because on the one hand you got, yeah, it's a video of people having sex, but it's a a video of people from Minnesota having sex. So might not be. I I mean, and Patino Jr. is like, it's like just the the greasy version of his dad. Yeah, like I like that he calls himself Richard. Yeah, like Rick at this and point, yeah, we know who you are. Why don't you just say I'm Richard P? Like, right. you're, there's no there's no way around it. Like Patino, and he looks just like his dad. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know there was such a person. I didn't even realize there was a, a Patino Junior. Uh, Jason Stewart, any, any thoughts on the Minnesota Golden Gophers and their spit roasting videos? That they put on Twitter. Um, so, so Dorsey posted two videos on his Twitter account. So he was he was looking to show his followers yeah. what he and his dirty, kinky buddies and chick were up to. Yeah, this is not an accident. I'd like to see yeah. the SAT scores on this kid. That's what and I'm you saying. Know, you know like, how you know how when like people make excuses for college athletes and be like, "Hey, we we're all 19 once." Like, no, I did, I didn't. I didn't take video of my friend's hog. Like that—that that wasn't part of what yeah, I did. Yeah, that's the that, thing. It's like, how could you be smart enough to like tie your shoes and make your bed if you're if you're tweeting <laughs> videos as a member of a team, a scholarship member of a team on a Division One basketball team? I, I I just I can't get behind how he was so stupid to do this. And did you guys check out the the name of the message board? 
that no. the, uh, the posters were on. It's called thegopherhole.com. Wow. The, the gopher hole. <laughs> wow. I, I honestly thought that was like a porn style, like X hamster, like gopher hole. <laughs> yeah. That's it, where you go and post your like porn. That. Yeah, gopher her hole. I'm always a little shocked <laughs> that there are these enclaves of people, like um, like these message boards for college football, like like go tigers for LSU oh. and like – I didn't, oh, you mean like Testudo Times for the the Terps? Yes, yes. Because I I read that every day. I just so you know. I, I just am always shocked that there's these enclaves of people that are really invested in what's going on with Maryland. Oh, Terrapin and by the way, football. Minnesota basketball can go fuck themselves because I know, I that know. was the most embarrassing loss in Maryland like in the last ten years to lose to Minnesota this year. So fuck them. Well, yeah, fuck them for sure. Uh, okay. Also, I will say this. This does remind me. Well, two dudes recording each other having sex is little. It's, yeah, like what's going on? It's a little Be bit. like, hey, I mean, just two dudes. I I don't know. I I'm sure somebody listening or somebody doing the podcast ha- has been in that situation. But like, I do, I don't want to see my friends naked. Yeah, just, especially yeah. especially erect. I'm sure there's a no. certain there's a certain emailer. That likes to brag about how much sex he's had. That could he might he might reach out to us at some point with a story of his own. I have I did I did know a guy that got approached by a girl at a wedding. It was like you'd be interested in a three way, and then like he's like, all right, yeah. and then they got to the elevator bank, and it was her and her boyfriend. Oh, he's like, yeah. oh, oh, it's uh, very no. forward. Yeah. I feel like you'd have to work up to that. Um, I once had these two Kiwi roommates, Brit. Brit and Brad. And these guys were just fucking, they were like drunk construction workers. And one time. Were you on the pit spit roast? No. One time we had, we had all had like, we had like adjoining backyards and we had a big party the night before. And the next day there was like a little bit of keg beer left. And the three of us were just sitting in their apartment drinking it. And when one of them went and got the fucking video camera and like, it was back in the day when you'd like plug the video camera into the TV. (laughs) And he's like, oh, mate, you got to check this out. He's like, me and uh, Brett went down to um, Venezuela uh, last month on vacation, and we tag-teamed this hooker. It's great. And then they they start playing me a video of them both banging this hooker. And the hooker was like exactly as the amount of plus you'd imagine – you would imagine a Venezuelan hooker. <laughs> like she's like checking her watch. Like one guy's Aye, behind papi. her and, and the other guy's video and they're like high five at each other. And like, and I was like, what, what, what about me makes you think that I would have any interest at all in seeing this? <laughs> so you saw, you saw both your roommates erect on. They weren't my roommates. They were my neighbors. And I don't, I, I only, you know what disturbs me more than anything? Yeah. That you were like having like deep conversations with neighbors. <laughs> That's true. Well, I was I was in my yeah. early twenties. Like they were just drinking by. What I, feel, I, what I, I do like is I build walls. Out, I build walls in my life. There's no yeah. neighbor conversation. Well, I wish like I would have built one at that point. Uh, okay, guys. Before we get, move on, I need to digress for one of my favorite subjects, and of course, I'm talking about Herman Marshall whiskey. Guys, are you familiar with the phrase true to Texas? Because right now, there's a boom going on 
in Texas distilleries. And all of a sudden, the Republic of Texas is producing everything from vodkas and gins to whiskeys and rums. But most of those new brands popping up are calling themselves true to Texas. But are they really? See, there's a dirty little secret in the in the alcohol game, in the spirit game. A lot of times, these distilleries are buying somebody else's product and they're putting putting their own spin on it, whether it's just, just changing the packaging or aging it for a while in their own barrels. There's really only one way to know if what you're drinking is really made locally. And I ask you all to do this right now. Grab your bottle of Herman Marshall whiskey and take a look on the side where it says distilled and bottled by Dallas Distillers, Inc., Garland, Texas. That's right. Herman Marshall whiskey is distilled right there in the Republic of Texas. Our friends at Herman Marshall are as local as it gets. People talk about eating local. You should be drinking local too. Herman Marshall whiskey is real and it's 100% Texas. Grab a bottle of their Texas bourbon, rye, single malt, or temptress. Next time you're at a local bar, restaurant, or spirits retailer, Herman Marshall, smooth Texas whiskey. So good. And, uh, you know, because it's real Texas whiskey, we're going to play a game of real or fake. Oh, yeah. Love this game. I've got a couple. I've got four subjects, so you tell me which two you want to do. Okay. We've got an actor with his porn titles. Uh, We've got porn stars uh, with their resembling celeb uh, oh, real or fake Jason Stewart will kill this mm-hmm. Pre- he's, presidential he knows more about porn than anyone I've ever met presidential mm-hmm. facts yeah or different strokes plots uh, let's do one of the porno ones just, just yeah. so I can defer to my guest Jason Stewart let's do it alright we're gonna do a porn star celebrity name Okay. You tell me which one is real, which one is fake. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Michael J. Cox. Mm. Wesley Pipes. Mm. Bella Reese instead of Della Reese. Mm. Wow. John E. Depth. I feel like these are all real. <laughs> Faye Runaway. Or B.B. Cates. Wow. And you're saying only... One of them is fake. Oh, okay. Four them, are real. One of them is fake. Okay. I was going to say, because yeah. these sound all real. Um, Jason Stewart, I, I defer to you. you. You make your selection first. That, the thing that sticks out to me is that runaway. I don't, I don't get that one. Faye that, runaway. Like yeah, Faye like Dunaway. Faye, Faye Dunaway. I mean, is that is that supposed to imply that all porn stars are runaways yeah, and they like, hate their dads? Sounds like the suicide Which, yes, girl sort yes, of genre of porno, like the you know the yeah. the like harder edge stuff, the stuff that I'm not into. Everybody knows I like couples porn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that one. That you, you're one going to say runaway. To I'm going to say Bella, aka Della Reese. Bella Reese is the fake name. Ed Daly. B.B. Cates is the fake one. There, It really was a Bella Reese, like wow. Della Reese. That's wow. weird, right? That's like, good. does anyone look at Della Reese? No. It, I mean, 25 years ago and be like, I could I could go for some Della Reese was 800 pounds. Yeah, 
25 years ago. Yes. She's got to be 15 years dead, I right? Mean, yeah, I was going to say, she's she's dead these days for sure. Yeah. Okay, g- give us another one. Different strokes, plots, or presidential facts? You okay. tell me. Um, let's do presidential facts. All right. Number one, John Tyler had 15 kids. His last one when he was 70. Yeah. Uh, number two, Gerald Ford's name before he was adopted was Leslie Lynch King Jr. Number three, Calvin Coolidge routinely had his head rubbed in petroleum jelly while he had breakfast in bed. Number four, JFK, JFK got treated for VD on the morning of Bay of Pigs. Or number five, Richard Nixon was the first president to be born in a hospital. Wow. Wow. Okay, Jason Stewart, I'll defer to you. I think the JFK one just sounds way too convenient and salacious for me. I can't, mm-hmm. I don't believe that one. We're going with the one that isn't true, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like I've heard that JFK one before. I, it's either the Richard Nixon born, but Richard Nixon, first president born in a hospital, that seems too on the nose. Um, Calvin Coolidge being rubbed down with petroleum jelly every morning during breakfast, that has got to be the fake story. Uh, the false one is Richard Nixon. It was actually Jimmy what? Carter. Jimmy Carter was the first one to be born in a hospital. Wow, that's crazy. The hell? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So real or fake? I mean, we we like you know real Texas bourbon. That's exactly right. Uh, you know that as as of a couple years ago, John Tyler had a living grandchild. But his last one was when he was seventy. Yeah, and he and then his then that last kid that he had had a kid when he was like eighty. And his son was, I mean, he's probably still alive today. He was like 80 something a couple years ago. Live And and John Tyler was president in like the 1750s. Um, and the, the JFK fact, I read a book last summer. It was amazing. It was all about the president's vices. And yeah, he got treated for VD on the morning of the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was beyond a piece of shit, JFK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he liked, well, he liked pussy. No, but beyond that, like, he was just, like, he was an animal. Yeah, yeah. He was from Boston. He was from the New England yeah. area. He was he was, he was a typical Red Sox Patriots kind of Where fan. Where all the worst people are from. Uh, by the way, Della Reese, born Della Reese Patricia Early, July 6, 1931, still kicking Ed, 84 really? years old. Yeah, she's still around. I mean, why? Wow. Why even bother keeping the weight off yeah, if she no, can live no. to eighty-one? All right. Well, some people are just luckier than others. Okay, guys. Border patrol agents at JFK Airport nabbed a woman who allegedly tried to sneak into New York City, Maria Full of Grace style, but a little bit different because she had a half a pound of cocaine stuffed into her vagina. Shakira Thompson arrived at JFK on Sunday on a flight from Jamaica and customs agents immediately took the U.S. citizen into a secondary screening room. Uh Uh-oh, where they found a white powdery substance in her vagina. They said, well, I mean, that's talc. Baby powder? Yeah, I I talc up. You'd find a white powdery substance on my balls if you looked right now. The half pound of Coke has a street value of $10,000. She was booked on drug trafficking charges and will be prosecuted. Guys, 
I know her hips don't lie, but should we be concerned with what's coming out of Shakira's vagina? <laughs> what what would happen in in your vagina or in your body? Like that that seems like just way too big of a risk. Yeah, people what, die. What could, people die that way all the what time. What could they... she be? What could she get paid? Like, yeah. what is the? I remember seeing Maria Full of Grace. I don't remember what was at stake. It wasn't enough. It was you got to do it a bunch. Like you get, you know, maybe like five grand or fifteen grand every time you do it. So you can really stack some chips as long as you don't get caught. But the odds of getting caught go up exponentially with every run, right? But how do they get caught? Um, I mean, I don't. In know. this situation, DEA. like they just they just found some woman. They're like, I bet, I bet that vagina is full of yeah, yayo. They, they can tell. I think they just know. Like you're traveling alone. You don't have enough luggage. Like there's tells. They're. I mean, they're pretty wise. I, you guys take it from a guy who knows what it's like to pull a half pound out of a woman's vagina. <laughs> 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 I've got nothing else. I just yeah. wanted to say that. <laughs> wow. Uh, Trust I, me, I know things. <laughs> I know, I know vaginas filled with clown powder. I, and I just feel like this is, it, it would take a lot to please old Shakira, right? Like, I don't, I don't think it, any of us are packing what it would, what she would need to feel good, right? No. It's, it's, I, imag- I imagine the nether regions are pretty numb after that much yayo. Vaginas come in different sizes. And I would, I would, without having just only guessing here, without actual evidence, I would say that Shakira's is large. Larger than most. Okay, guys. You know, you know, I've been excited. That was a good. That was a good transition. You know, just, you know I've been excited. Where did that go? About, about this all show, I've been I've been dying to get into it, and and it's time. We're we're gonna jump right into it. It is time for the pop culture segment of the show. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Pop with our very own Fancy Sauce. She talks Bachelor, a lot going on on The Bachelor. We also had the Oscars this week, which were riveting, as always. She joins us now, our very own Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, hey, I'm good. How's it going, guys? Hey! hey. Hi! Hey, hey Jace, too. Hey, we're just talking about hey. a woman that had a half pound of um, cocaine in her... Um, vagina yes you did preview that story to me that's that's good and i wanted to know what a half pound like look like size wise right and you showed me with your hands right i feel like from watching movies the only way to to show cocaine in a bag is when they unfurl the bag yeah it rolls out like that would that would be the ultimate like all right spread your legs and see the unfurl speaking of that i was just watching the other day a, a cocaine-based movie, Beverly Hills Cop, and I saw, and there's Axel. I was thinking of this because he did the old. I'm going to taste the cocaine to make sure it's cocaine. Like there'd be some other white powder wrapped up in big bundles. But on on further review, Beverly Hills Cop is just a fucking terrible, terrible movie. No, really. 
I mean, I, I thought it was good. It's everything about it is preposterous. Like every every turn That's true. It is stupid. of the movie, like they go to check out what Victor Maitland's up to, and all of his henchmen just start fucking <laughs> blasting on everybody with machine guns in the middle of Beverly Hills. I'm, I'm still on board with that movie. I I haven't seen it in a while, but I, I I enjoy it. I don't know. Rewatch. And I don't think I don't think. I mean, I, maybe at the time, I think they really wanted to. To, to have the action comedy hybrid. Yes. But I just see it as a comedy and there's still, there's some golden comedy lines. Well, in there. But I, it was I, written I, for Stallone. Believable. Yeah. None of the yeah. stuff is believable. As a comedy, it is pretty funny. It is funny. But you have, to, go, you, you when have he, to, when he shows up at the, uh, at the country club. Yeah. Like when he's, he's just fully saying, uh, Victor Maitland's got herpes. Yes. He, Victor Maitland's henchman, Fun fact is Mike from Breaking Bad. Yeah, nice. everyone knows that. All right, I'll I'll say henchman number two is is somebody from Armed and Dangerous. I'll, I'll go oh deeper than that. Oh, wow. wow! But you're <laughs> well, not gonna I mean, you're, you're not gonna top the scene, everyone's favorite favorite scene in the movie about when the cop says, "Look, we're not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe." Yeah. To to me yeah. to me that's like a that has become a way of describing a black guy who sounds white. Like right, but, I'll, I'll tell my engineer, I'm like, man, this guy's got banana in his tailpipe. Yeah. It's That's like, because well, Eddie Murphy does his Tony Gwynn voice at that point. Yeah. <laughs> right. But what I will say is incredibly dated are the, are the Eddie Murphy eighties standup specials. Oh, like, yes. They're yes. horrible. Yes. They're like, just, it, it doesn't even sound like comedy. It's just, <laughs> like, hey, I I hate gay people. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the first 25 minutes until you turn off this Netflix thing, talking about why I hate gay people. And yeah, like, we, oh, we were, we were is, not this... very tolerant of uh, homosexuals as a society. Uh, awful. Then, it it re- like really, it's not even comedy. That's the weird thing. Like, yeah, he does he doesn't get to the Cosby stuff until well <laughs> yeah. after. Well, after the like, just gay bashing. There's no, there's no in between. It's just, it's real uncomfortable. I might have to, I might have to dial back into one of those and refresh. Okay, Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? So let's talk about the Oscars. Okay, let's. Did you guys watch? Yes. We know Ed didn't. Well, I, I usually, I mean, I, I'll like never watch it. I'll never watch the Oscars it. are hot garbage. He hates. <laughs> garbage. He hates all award show. <laughs> I I do hate award shows, but this wasn't even like a outright protest. But I I pulled the ultimate old man move. I was watching a documentary about a guy who stole the Mona Lisa, and then a few people texted me like, "Did you see that or that speech?" And I was like, "Uh, I was watching a documentary on something that happened 170 years ago." Well, I mean, Ed is Ed's authentic. You could say that about the guy. I, I appreciate that about you, Ed. Uh, Kate, what happened on Sunday night? What what happened during the Oscars? All right, let's talk about one of the bigger upsets of the night. I think that no one really saw coming, which was Best Picture. Spotlight. Spotlight. Everyone thought this was going to go to The Revenant. Right. I think that's that. The small money. You, I thought you guys predicted it, right? The Revenant. The last, the last time Jason was on, I thought he said that that was the best movie. Um, it was a really good movie, but I didn't think it had. The I didn't hype see it rolling in. I don't think uh, it was. It was a good film. I don't think it was best picture material. Was though. was I? I don't the, think it had the like gravity. Was I the only person that needed to be revived with smelling salts at 
be at learning that Spotlight was written and directed by Scott Templeton, the reporter <laughs> from season five of The Wire. Was like anybody else shocked by it? it was, it's a yeah. news. I think you texted me that. I mean, that's right, that's it? the part that we all pretend didn't exist in The right. Wire. Yes. People are like, oh, this is the best show of all time. Except for 80% of uh, 20% of the show. Yes. The, 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 the worst character from the ultimate season of the show was wrote and directed spotlight i'm still in shock i can't believe that i think a lot of people feel that way too it was a good movie but with with all the heat that the revenant had i was i was, I was surprised to see it went this is my my whole thing going in was that the revenant i think is like no movie that's ever been made and i think it deserved the cinematography award it deserved the director award but I do think that it was so uncomfortable. It was three hours of being uncomfortable. Yeah, it was a little And, and it was violent oh, and it was it. raw. And, and, and Ed, if you haven't seen it, go to a theater and experience it. Don't watch it on DVD or whatever. The Revenant? Yeah, it. The Revenant. No, I loved, I loved it. Oh, okay. I watched it in the theaters. I loved it. And, but I, I, I just didn't think it I – th- I thought it at, – at the end of the day, I thought it was too violent, like too raw, too R-rated to win Best Picture. Spotlight was kind of the safe choice. I had yeah, thought. just just the undercurrent is is gay priests raping the shit out of boys. I mean, right. A, right. arguably way more uncomfortable topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, I I not have not watched. I mean, somebody even sent me the the uh, uh, digital file of of Spotlight, but I can't psych myself up to watch a movie about priests raping boys. But Revenant, I lo- I love uncomfortable shit like that and I, oh, yeah. like I, I couldn't psych myself up for Spotlight they were both they were both good movies you, you should definitely watch Spotlight I mean, although definitely, Spotlight's r- definitely a more important r- Ruffalo's story. sort of Asperger's-y performance what it gets a little grating after Might a while be a little over the top yeah but it, it's a good movie it's a important I love movie. Ruffalo though but, yeah also another upset was Best Supporting Actor which went to Mark Rylance from Bridge it's, of Spies I everyone I still thought, haven't heard of this guy everyone saw it Sylvester I saw Stallone that movie. was going to take it, or possibly Christian Bale. Yeah, I saw that movie. That guy was, was excellent. Yeah. yeah, but he was good. Seeing Revenant to me, Tom Hardy. Hardy was was amazing. amazing, and yeah. he, he wasn't even. You know, you could say I've been you know uh, influenced by his dreaminess, but yeah. he he wasn't dreamy in that. The, he was he was kind of gross. The guy's he a wasn't, fun, the he guy's wasn't a, he's dreamy a great, in Mad Max either. He's a great he was, fucking actor. Imagine being Tom nah, Hardy, those, though. Those, those bedroom eyes in Mad Max, yeah, I, yeah. I was definitely enamored. Those lips. Imagine but, being him and sitting there and seeing yourself up on the screen in two movies, which won, you know, collectively, uh, mm-hmm. what, but, seven awards? Yeah. Yeah, but Riley. I mean, that movie was like kind of a standard World War II Steven Spielberg. But like Rylance, that that guy was was pretty good. You know what I heard? Yeah, I, I, didn't or see I, had, it. I had read that he's like one of the most esteemed, respected uh, play actors. Like, yeah, he's he's a Tony Award theater. winner. He's he's. I just read a thing today. He's halfway to an EGOT. Do you guys know what an EGOT is? Yeah, I know from Tracy Morgan on Thirty Rock. He did that. Emmy, yeah. Grammy, Tony, and Oscar, Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's and it's it's someone who's won an Emmy, yes. Grammy, and Oscar, and a Tony, and he's mm-hmm. now he's won an Oscar and a Tony. So, and I think he's that yeah, I didn't. But think that's that, I didn't think that Sly deserved a nomination. I thought that was a cheesy way. Of, of course, like, yeah, Sly was not. Sly no. was fun, but he was not. He was not that yeah. good. Like Tom Hardy was a million times better than Sly. So, but, but I think. Talk about. 
I think the one that that didn't even get nominated deserved it, and that was the kid from Room. I thought that he should have gotten oh. the nomination, and I bet if he got the nomination, he would have won. I can't. I don't. I don't. I can't watch. I haven't that. been able to it's, bring myself to uh, want to see that either. No, I haven't seen that. Another but, uncomfortable watch. Yes. Brie Larson from yes. Room um, took home the Best Actress. Oh, I think that was. She's not my favorite. She's she, favorite. she occupies Anne Hathaway status in my world. What for? What What does that mean? She's just a just I don't um she's like, just like a little too she's more attractive than Anne Hathaway right but she's a little too um self aware and sort she's of she's kind of that happy real to be there pretty two shoes yeah and and to be honest. And to be honest, I don't think she's attractive to be abducted and imprisoned for seven years. No, like, oh, like if you're going to do, like, get a hot one. Like, get a yeah. super sexy chick that you want to, you know, impregnate. She's, she's not ridiculously hot, but she's way more attractive than Anne Hathaway. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't I would put them in sort of the same category. No, she's no Alicia Vikander. Best oh, supporting actress you know, went to I don't my even girl, like Alicia Vikander. That's one of my favorite. I don't even like sci-fi. Yeah, but that movie and and she. I don't think she won for the movie that I actually saw. Ex Machina. But, Ex Machina. Yeah, Ma- but that movie was awesome, and she was hot. Like, I need to see even, it now. She even, shows her titties. Yeah, she's. I think she goes. Well, I don't know she if does, they go full frontal with a robot. Oh, oh, does she? Oh, oh yeah. Jason Stewart, you've seen every Brian movie. Brian will never watch The Danish Girl. I, oh, no. I, watch, I watch every movie of every season. That's my thing. There's, wow. There's there's zero chance I'll see The Danish Girl, but no. Ex Machina was actually like, I'm not like a sci-fi guy. It was entertaining. Kate. Was, I, heard, Kate. I heard. And you know who's good? Uh, Oscar Isaac. He's, oh, yeah. He's, he's a badass. Kate, Ex Machina. Put it on the list. Right. Movies I need to see. All right, we'll watch that this weekend, and we maybe we'll watch Broom as okay. well. Okay. Anything else we need to talk about, Chris well, Rock? The, the big well, we'll to get to that. The big uh, win of the night, though, was of course Leo. Yeah. Getting his mm-hmm. first Oscar for yeah. Best Actor after being nominated six times for The Revenant, and it seemed like everyone was really happy. He got a standing ovation. He, he got he nominated six speech. times. Six yeah. times. Yeah. He's lost. Like what? I, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm sure we could look it up. He was Gilbert nominated. Gilbert Grape was his first one. He was nominated for when he played Howard Hughes, right? Right. That was pretty good. That, the, what was that, that uh, J. Edgar, Edgar yeah. Hoover movie was terrible. Right? Oh, I didn't oh, see that. Awful. Yeah. Awful. It was really bad. Um, yeah, I mean, he. it was one of those things. I, I thought he should. Well, I don't remember who won the year he was nominated for Wolf of Wall Street, but that was my favorite performance of his. And but he's been, he's been a, like a solid actor. Yeah, I mean, he's good. Like, he's, you can't really take yeah. anything away from the guy, and he's... And that movie looked miserable to be on the set of. Absolutely. I'm sure that yeah. was the hardest movie that he's ever had to make, just in terms of the sheer logistics and the weather and... Because even yeah. if they had good trailers, they were essentially camping. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to camp ever. Yeah, you are no. camping. Yeah, even if I'm getting millions of dollars, camping seems terrible. No, agreed. Even if they can get roll you a trailer out there, or the, but they were probably intense. And then and it, it becomes what I think cold. Kate brought up yes. one time. There's a story about glamping. Glamping. Right? Yeah. yeah, I'm not on board with that either. Here, here's his. Uh, here's his. Um, Nominations: What's Eating Gil- Gil- Gilbert Grape, Best Supporting Actor, The Aviator, Best Actor, eh, Blood Diamond, Best Actor. He couldn't even he couldn't even do the accent the whole time. I can't. 
I kind of like that movie. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street, he was nominated for both Best Actor and he was a producer on it. Best Picture, he got a nomination there. And then, of course, The Revenant for which he won. Good for Leo. Uh, what else, Kate? It's, it's, it's about time that guy caught a break. <laughs> and by the way, are we are we on the, the podcast with like a... Uh, what's his name? Stephen Hawking? Because I'm hearing just keyboard yeah, typing. Jason Stewart, what are you typing? What is oh, go? Is oh, somebody typing a thesis? Like a I've been hearing it for an hour J- now. Jason Stewart, he's I thought, in a chat room. Jason Stewart, I thought you were a pro. <laughs> I'm I'm looking up like who won the year that uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I'm trying to follow along here. Oh, oh yeah, good job. But is isn't, huh? isn't it weird? Yeah. Isn't it weird when somebody is an especially hard <laughs> typer? Yes, I'm, like, I'm one of those people. I'm a hard yeah, typer. Like, Calm down. Yeah, yeah. The, the keys are the keys are gonna get there. I'm guilty. Relax. Of that. I'm guilty of that. But you know what? The only person worse than a hard typer is the hard type shamer, like you, Ed Daly. You're the kind of person that you're like, oh, I could really I hear mean, those keys. You hitting those keys me. over there? Like, okay, I get it. I know. I type a little bit hard. I don't need to be reminded of it every and, time. And, and hey, forgive I- me. Like we we put on a free show. Like I'm sitting here, yeah. like. Putting on a free show. Brian Forgive me really if I want people to not have to hear. Yeah. Brian is a very hard cipher. You're right. He's, he's doing it. He's doing it for the show. Good, hey, yeah. Ed, good on you. Just think. Think about this. Uh, think about how good I must be at finger banging. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. He <laughs> rowbarred that one in there. People love it when Jay Stu goes in the eleventh hour. <laughs> 11th hour he pulls out way to, way to work it in there okay Kate yeah, what I'm else is I going could, on I'm glad I could set you up there <laughs> uh, Kate um, I was trying to think of the highlights oh well Alejandro Iñárritu was giving his speech and of course the orchestra starts to play trying to cut him off he's kind of like just getting to the meat of this very inspirational inclusionary oh, yeah. racism yes. kind of inspired speech anti-racism inspired speech right. and the music keeps playing but they kind of like he just talks they, through it well they turn they turn down they, they play softly yeah like they keep playing but just loud enough so that you can still hear them it well it's the weird. it's the second to last award of the night or it's like the last 20 minutes of the show like what are you trying to hurry up for what's what's to come after like let the guy also, talk he's yeah, won the second I'm, biggest award of the yeah. night also so. He's, Have you ever heard a speech where somebody really overcomes racism from their shitty acceptance speech? It was a good speech, though. Play them off. It was a good I mean, speech. I mean, the guy's trying to do it good was a things. Good speech. Also, back to back best directors. And it wasn't a long speech either. This guy, this guy's a fucking genius. He went from the Birdman really to the is. Revenant. He's an actual author. Yep. I would watch the talk. Oscars if all speeches were twenty seconds or less. I love it. Like, good just speech, go, personally. go, go, well, just I, speak. I don't think anybody needs to be thanked. Like, you get up there, we get it. You you thank your agent. Like, we, you, yeah. you don't need to actually do that. Like, get up yeah, there and fire just... Off a f- fire off a few emails. Yeah, just say your thing. Like, I love a good speech. Get up there. And I, Brian can attest to this. I yeah. tear up. Yeah. Literally yeah. every yes. speech. Yeah, you get a little sad. Also, uh, so, um, Leo lost to McConaughey, who, who had AIDS. That's right. Oh. So, and the Academy loves AIDS. They love AIDS and the Holocaust. And if they you play do. a historical figure, so, That's true. so Quaaludes lost to AIDS that year, unfortunately. Uh, okay, Kate, Quaaludes what else? Are so much more fun. Totally. Um. Well, I guess we should talk about Chris Rock's hosting duties, his opening monologue, which I, I think were pretty across the board praised. I took I took a Quaalude once in high school, and 
I didn't know until I saw many years later that I saw the Wolf of Wall Street. And I didn't realize when I took the Quaalude, because I took a Quaalude and then I drank a 40 ounce of Mickey's. And then I went, I passed out unconscious and I woke up with my foot in a pizza. And Bill Cosby was standing up I, laughing. What is the, what is the high like? Well, that, that's like, the thing. Hold on. I didn't realize until many years later when I saw the Wolf of Wall Street that when you take a Quaalude, you're supposed to fight the urge to fall asleep. because like, Just like ambient. Because the high comes well, that's after. Like, that's, that's like beer even. Yes. So I took that Quaalude and Don't I drank that. Don't fall victim to that window. I, 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 t- I drank window. that 40-ouncer and I'm like, I can't wait till this Quaalude hits me. Next thing I know, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what, what the fuck happened? What a fucking amateur. Then I see Wolf of Wall Street and he's like, you got to take the Quaalude and then not fall asleep. And I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't know that part. You wasted it. Words to live by. I know. I know. I wish I could go back and redo that. Uh, Uh, Okay. okay. The more you know. Yes. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Kate, Chris Rock. I don't know. What'd you guys think? I, I thought th- he did a good job. I didn't. I thought he was in an impossible position, Very difficult. and he fucking Chris rocked it out of the yeah. park. Like I was really, really shocked at how funny he was. It and, felt like a stand-up and, set to me, and poignant. Which the I whole liked. Hollywood isn't racist; they're sorority racist, and it was just really, really fucking funny. And the guy, the guy is just a great philosopher. Like you forget because it's been so long since we've seen him do something, talk about something important like that. The guy's fucking amazing. He's a great thinker. And I, I was impressed guys. I thought that there was a, I thought he went much further than I, than I thought he was allowed to. Yeah. I, I mean, he's hired by the Academy or hired by the producers, but seems to be endorsed by the Academy. And he took, he went guns blazing totally. And this, the content of his humor, I thought, was so extreme. It had the uh, mostly large <laughs> crowd, like in that. Should I laugh? Should I clap? Very should I, uncomfortable. Should I not? It, it was, yeah, like the the whole thing about uh, lynching and raping grandma, or grandma hanging in a tree. I mean, these references are like really dark and yeah. and, and edgy, and like people were like, <laughs> you know, like. That kind of yeah, there was a lot laugh. of don't know whether to laugh or yeah. not laugh. And then he brought Stacey Dash out for a that joke, which I that didn't get at first. But then I kind of read, and I guess she is an advocate for getting rid of awards like the BET Awards and mm. awards that are just for black people. So right. now I kind of get the irony, but it, I don't think anyone really got it. I didn't get it. What I did get is that Stacey Dash is still smoking hot. Oh, yeah. I mean, is. unbelievable. And the best thing about it was she didn't get that she was <laughs> Part yes. of a joke. Well, that is pretty at good. all. That is pretty good. Yeah, that's well, great. Uh, okay, Kate. What so else? all in all, I'm, I mean, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. Amy um, Winehouse documentary one, which I loved. I didn't see any of the other yeah, documentaries, but depressing. that was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, my did, favorite. Did the Amy Winehouse documentary win? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yes, wait, one best documentary feature. Yeah, that was really good. Every I haven't heard anyone say a bad word about that movie. Everyone just says it's amazing. I think we might have to. I'll, I'll yeah. watch it again have, so but, you can watch Kate, it. Kate, Kate. But well, one, on one question. List. Okay. Yeah. I, I, uh, two days later, you could see, or a day later, you could see all of the 10 minutes of Chris Rock's performance. But one thing I didn't understand is what was going on with Stacey Dash. Like what? Like what? What was the context? I just saw her, her like ten second speech, oh, yeah. but I I didn't even understand what was going Kate, on. Me neither. Kate I didn't literally just explained that. Like 
And I'll what? send you a link. Or she said she doesn't get the joke, but I don't. I don't. I, I didn't hear what she actually said. I can't remember. She she came out and she said something like, "I can't wait to be something about that." She was something to do with Black History Month, which she wants to get rid of as. Oh, well. that I was know. the joke. Yeah. I did. I I heard you say she's not into Black History Month, but I no. I didn't. She apparently she's a big proponent of getting rid of the BET Awards and something else, which are awards right. just for Black people. So. And but yeah, she, there's all these black looked, actors that are um, boycotting the Oscars yeah. because they're not included in the, you know, awards yeah. this year. They, so so the, I guess the irony was having someone that is trying to dismantle yeah. award shows just for black people to come out. Right. And she's she's a bit of an Uncle Tom. I can't and remember she, what Chris brought, Rock introduced yeah. her as, but, but like you it said, was all part of she, this joke. She looked fantastic. She looks fantastic. She's like 49 She's 49 years old. and she yeah. looks amazing. She looks incredible. She's actually certifiably crazy, though. She, yeah. She was like in her mid-30s in that Clueless movie. The only thing she's ever been in, as far as I know. Don't crack. No. Black don't crack. Okay, Kate, what else? Bachelor. Yeah, I think that was, that's it. Oh, and I just want to say best dressed man. That wee little Kevin Hart and his black oh, sick. diamond he is so crystal short. encrusted Jason, suit was something. To Jason behold. Stewart, you hobnob in Hollywood. Have you ever met or stood next to Kevin Hart? No, I haven't. He's I, so I little. I don't find him funny. You need to Google his he's, suit yes. because it was he's, amazing. He's not actually funny, he's right? Not, he's, no, Some, he's not, but he's insanely tiny. Like, he's like smaller than Jamie Foxx. Like, he but is you, little. But Kate said best dress, like... Doesn't everybody wear a uh, uh, tuxedo? Uh, yeah, like, she's being there... ironic because the lapel oh. of his tuxedo had like um, like onyx stones like hot. glued to it. It was it was uh, right. silly. Okay, Kate, Bachelor. Yeah, let's talk Batch. Let's do so, it. Fantasy Suites have been officially oh, rebranded. Yes. Overnight dates. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ben is in Jamaica, Mon, with oh wow, JoJo. Lauren used to be Lauren B, but we don't have to call Still her Lauren, Lauren B, B now to that me. she's only the only she, Lauren. Yeah. And that annoying Kayla chick. Kayla. So he starts off, he has three dates, three daytime dates that roll into boom chicka boom yeah. overnight dates. Sexual encounters. That's right. So Kayla, okay. Kayla was Kayla was number one. She's J- in the pole position. Yes. Jason Stewart. Your thoughts. Think, you know, take us through. Take us through what's going through. You're a single guy. You're a guy mm-hmm. that loves to throw it down. You you're well known to kill it on Tinder. You destroy on Tinder. Jace Stu's a Tinderoni. Yeah, he's I a mean, good one. The, the body the bodies of each of these ladies. I mean, I have to give it up to Ben. I mean, yeah, he he, he has chosen. What's your three, ranking though? He put he's picked the three top slays. Jace Stu, what's your body ranking? Yeah. And okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't blame him at all. He takes Kayla, the half Filipino, right. uh, in, into the overnight of the first date. She gladly accepted. Told yep. him that she's in love with him. He didn't reciprocate. No. Nope. But I'm sure had no problems getting it in yep. that night. He put it in her for sure. I, I am gonna say that I don't think he did. Wow. Really? Well, I just feel like she's from like an ultra conservative um, Catholic ben, family. Also, Ben. Let's not. Ben is not a fucking man about town like Jason Stewart or Ed That's or true. myself. He's got a fucking Bible verse. Verse. This is true. Tattooed on his ribs. Important point. 
So at least a dry hump. And he's from Indiana. Huge pussy. Also, he knows he's going to cut Kayla. And I just don't think that Ben is that cold. I just don't. No, no. I don't know. I think he's dumb, but I don't think he's cold. He's he's not cold like Jason Stewart. Wasn't, I mean, I don't want to skip ahead, but when she got into the car and they got out of the car and, and confronted him, didn't he say that he didn't? No, for sure. Until yeah, but you yeah. anyone would say that yeah. to make themselves look good. So, so what you're saying is Kayla may have fucked him badly. I'm not buying it. Just like I'm not buying that he quote loves JoJo. Not buying it. Jason Stewart, uh. <laughs> give us give us three countdown from number three, three hottest of the finalists, the fantasy suite finalists on The Bachelor. You know what? I I I, I had to run this by you guys last night, and if the answer is no, then I have to. Oh, I have, yes. I have to slide. So JoJo, fake or natural? They they look like implants to me. They're small implants. They're very round. They are perky. But I'm gonna have to say those are implants. And hey, guys, we will take your submissions. JoJo's tits, real or fake? Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Kate, your thoughts on JoJo's tits? I mean, I see what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I wasn't scrutinizing them Oof. the same yeah. way that you were. So right. I need to go back and have another look. But they did look very perky. Ass- and they looked very, they looked too perky for the size that they Assuming are. Assuming they are not natural, Jason Stewart. Full. I need to nail you down. Give me, give me your she, listing. She would be slotted one better in this uh, priority list. But okay. I, as far as hot and body and everything else, Lauren tops the list. Wow. Then Kayla, and then a fake racked JoJo's got to go third. But wow. Two, if we end up finding out that those Terrible. Are no, those that's are a bad list. That's a bad list. And here's here's the list. Everyone has different opinions yeah, and are attracted K- to different yeah, looks. Kay- I think Lauren is fucked. Kayla's, Kayla's got a tight little package on her, but I for she's just got that kind of look that I am not attracted to at all. I'm not feeling Kayla one bit. She's in third place for me. Number two. Lauren, she's got her issues. She's not bad. She's a little bit skinny. Um, she seems like she's a little more experienced, which I value in a woman. Um, but number one, by far, it's not even close. Like she is 300 meters ahead in what? the 400 meter relay. I'm talking JoJo number one by a mile. Did you see her in that that lacy? bikini thing that she was wearing. She looks smoking hot. Ed Daly, your thoughts, the top three. I know you watched it. I, I gotta be honest. I wasn't paying attention yeah. to the last five minutes. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, okay. So date. So just he, on the download here, somebody messaged me that they rem- I reminded them of Jojo. Today. What? So you, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's messaging? I think Joe, it was a friend of mine. Mm. Jojo number one. Kayla two, Lauren Fugster yes. three. Oh no no disagree. I'm, I'm not into Fug face. I'm not She's into mad Kayla. basic. I'm Her not, hair sucks. Uh, I'm not into Kayla. I'm not into Kayla one bit. Kayla's I'm into got JoJo. gorgeous hair too. I'm into JoJo. Uh, now, okay. Lauren, so he, now, Lauren had the the uh, she had the soundbite of the night, right? She had the quote of the night. What'd she say? I mean, veteran move before the overnight card came out. She told Ben quote. Let's be us. Let's do us. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a good quote. Oh, yeah. Let's do us. I, I was hoping for the standard, I don't want to do something I might regret. 
which is code for you're getting laid tonight, Ben. Um, the, so for sure, I don't, we we're we're up in the air as to whether or not he sex Kayla. He probably did, no. but for sure, Lauren and Jojo got slayed because he immediately came out with the, I love you for both of them. Well, he came out with the, I love you before. Yeah. He may or may not have boned. Because in Indiana, you probably have to say that before you have sex. Also, he's, it might have something to do with him and his God. He's ultra Christian, too. Don't yeah, forget he's that. Yeah, he's got that Jesus. They downplay his, his religion yes. on the show, but he's super Christian. He's got a Bible verse tattooed on his ribs like a sorority girl. But give Ed some context here, right? And, yeah, Ed. And the, and the history of the show, The Ed, Bachelor- has yeah. never admitted not once no. to anybody that they loved. And that's the nature of the show. They can't give that's away right. their cards. So you always have the contestants telling the them The producers have realized right. that yeah. they need to mix it up a little bit. They need to like start the competition a little earlier now. So the competition <sighs> needs to be kind of like in full swing before, you know, these overnight dates. Jason happen. Stewart, do you think that the I love you's were planted by production that they were like, hey, wouldn't be a bad idea. You're allowed you, to if, say it if, if you, you want. threw one out. Like, it, I it, feel like that could have been coached. I just can't believe that it's true just because the guy is in for a shitstorm no matter what happens in the finale. It's yeah, in for it a shitstorm from the, the housewives around the country. And whoever he doesn't pick. And then also the woman that he does pick when she watches it back. It's like, I just don't see any producers putting someone in that much of a quandary. He really screwed himself. He really did. Never, never, until you absolutely have to, until you're cornered, do you ever say I love you? Maybe he is genuinely confused, perplexed. Maybe this decision next week, actually, it's in two weeks because we have that women tell all next week. Indiana. Maybe he is going to be, it is going to be a decision that's down to the wire, which is really how you want your decision about who you're going to marry to be, right? Sorry. Yes. Kate McManus, yeah. question that only you could answer. Uh-huh. Clearly, Lauren and Jojo were feeling really good the next morning. They were, that something went down and they were very bright. They were very bubbly. Did Ben H., provide one or both of the those girls with at least one orgasm yes or no Ooh, i'm gonna say i doubt it yeah i would doubt it too Just, maybe lauren yeah probably not jojo mm-hmm. jason stewart your thoughts and did, that's based on quite a complex did list of things in my head did do you think either of those girls had an orgasm with ben h uh, I mean, there's, sexy there's, fantasy there's suites no- there's no chance, just because the guy is a zero. Yeah, as a gotta guy. agree. I can't imagine him having an no. inkling of uh, talent in bed. But maybe one of them went down there and took care of herself during the act. Is that is there a possibility of that, or you don't do that on the no. first date? No, are you crazy? Is, is that allowed? Is that allowed on the first date? It's a little too forward. Definitely not. Okay, all right. Only Tinder you, dates. Oh guy, right. Oh this wow. Guy, wow. Ben Higgins. Tinder. Is- Apparently the most likable, the most liked bachelor in history, though. Yeah, that's crazy because he's so goddamn boring. Well, okay, handsome. then Kayla shows back, and we'll close with this. Kayla's intuition is broken. Kayla shows she back thinks up. thinks that he is on the verge of saying, I love you to her. Well, She's already declared her love. So she shows up at, at his, where he's staying to surprise him. Was Jason the, Stewart, really the surprise is on her. Jason Stewart, was it just me 
or did when she goes to get out of the SUV to come surprise Ben, was, did you see a producer with a pitchfork actually jabbing it into her ribs to get her to get out of the car and head down there and talk to Ben? No doubt. I mean, that, that whole thing was sad to me because it, it was, was really staged. Sad. Down to uh-huh. the whole thing where literally when she walks up to him, he's looking off. Right. Yeah, and even though there's a camera directly in front of him. Everything was so staged. There's no way yes. that you could be surprised when there's multiple camera angles and everything else. And a, a car has just pulled up behind you, and they've they've <laughs> no, staged the you in an, way, way, way. They've away. staged you in an Adirondack chair. You know something's about to happen, and yet you don't look over your shoulder. It, it, it's the the whole thing to me. It was sad because they did stage it. Yes knowing that she was going to get punched in the gut. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, okay. And I will say this about yes. the show. As much as everything is cooked, the hurt feelings are real. Yeah. They're very That's real. That's great. Like, sure. When she's driving away and she's completely unraveling and talking to herself, that's real. That's not the, fake. It's the, it's the thing. Which I, is the beauty of it's why the show yes. kind of hooks you. You're like, Oh, this part's real. She really was in love with this doofus. It's the thing I've always said. It's a game show where the only people that don't know they're on a game show are the contestants. contestants. And that's the genius of The Bachelor. By by the way, I said this the last time I came on, right? Maybe even the first time when we we had the first episode. I called it. Kay was going to be the next Bachelorette. And I'm only more confident in that choice. Interesting. I think you're going out I'm on a limb. I'm still calling JoJo as the Bachelorette and Lauren B as the winner. Yep, I'm 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 right there. I think Lauren B. He's going to pick Lauren B. I think there's a, already a tacit agreement that JoJo wants to be the I Bachelorette. I think he's going to pretend that he's yep. picking JoJo, yep. and right at the very last minute, even when he's in front of her, he might switch. Jo- JoJo, it'll be a switch and bait thing. I think JoJo is from Dallas. She's supposedly spent time with some Dallas Stars players, maybe some Mavericks. Who knows? And some Chad, Rangers. Chad, the uh, also the she, she's only broken up with Chad thirty nine days ago. She is ready to be the new Bachelorette. JoJo will be the Bachelorette. Lauren and, B is the choice, and who, she has a disturbing brother who shaves his body. That was a little weird. Also, her brother looked old enough to be her dad um jason stewart who is your choice to win it all you like kayla to be the next bachelorette who will ben be picking two weeks from tonight or I think two weeks i think he steers now? clear of the crazy body shaving brother and his other brother who looks like her dad and For he sure. takes yeah. lauren b and i'm, I'm going to be checking them out over here as they will live in the marina del rey yeah oh, oh really wow that's where she lives she lives in Marie. I thought she lived in uh, um, Portland. Well, that's her hometown, but oh. she lives down here in Marina Del Rey. And oh. she, she's a, a, a flight waitress. Oh, right. Interesting. Jason Stewart. Wait, what's a flight waitress? That's the a that's stewardess. When you go on an airplane they give you. Oh, like an attendant? <laughs> flight attendant, yeah. A flight <laughs> Airline waitress. waitress. Good one, Jason yeah. This is why we have you on. Uh, uh, Okay, Jason or uh, Ed Daly, go ahead. Give us your prediction. You, I know you are very well caught up in the the Bachelor. You know all the goings on, all the minutia, the ins and outs. Who do you like to win it? Who is Ben H going to pick in two weeks? Is there Kimberly? Give him the names again. <laughs> here's your here's your Give choices. Him the choices. Here's your choice. Choices. Choices. Kayla from Ohio, Lauren B from Portland, Oregon. She's so or, not. Or as some people life. say, Oregon. No one says Oregon. Or Jojo from Dallas. 
Kayla. Kayla. He's already, well, he's already <laughs> sent her home. So I guess I shouldn't have offered her as a choice. <laughs> She's not a choice. Why would you offer her as a choice? I don't know. I don't know. I just, there was three chicks there. Great podcasting right now. Okay. That's, I, I'm, that's, that's as much as I have to give. I feel like we have covered it all. Jason, do you have any parting thoughts? Jason Stewart. Based on next week's previews? Give it to think? us. Give it to us. I'm sorry. What am I supposed to be giving you guys? Do you have any parting? Do you have any parting thoughts? Oh, parting thoughts. Okay. Uh, yes. The parting thought is this: uh, Ben is a complete robot, stiff. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, zero who offers nothing to the table. But I do think he's a sweet dude. He's a nice and guy. I tweeted this out last night. I think yes. in a, a very reasonable way to reconcile all of this is for the three of them to move to Utah. Great point. He's he's in love with both of them. I mean, it really is a, something has, you know. And the airline waitress would be on the road a lot, which could be an issue. So True. he needs a little company. True. Great point. Maybe maybe it will be the first polygamous bachelor relationship. They're always looking for firsts. Uh okay, guys, excellent job, especially at Daily. Um also Jason Stewart Kate McManus, fantastic bachelor coverage as always. We'll look forward to see what happens in the final. Great predictions all the way around. I have a bachelor recap up on the website too. Baller Lifestyle, theballerlifestyle.com. Check the bachelor recap. Follow us on Facebook, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Easy Ed Daily, at Jason Stewart, at Fancy Sauce. And if you guys could take a minute and review us on iTunes. That would that, be great. That too. All of the above. All of this stuff. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Until then, for special guest Jason Stewart, featured guest Jason Stewart, for Ed Daly, for Kate McManus, I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 109 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Good job, guys. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.